Welcome everybody to our Behind the Fluff Inspiring the Next CMO podcast. Now you can find lots of fantastic resources to really raise your game on our website www.internationalbunch.com forward slash be inspired. Now today I would like to welcome Pat Malone. Now Pat is a senior marketing lead in strategic marketing including market planning, brand strategy, digital marketing and demand generation. Hello Pat. Hello, Lou. I'm thrilled to see you again. It's great to be here. I, it, I just love what you're doing with this podcast. It's wonderful. Thank you very, very much. Well, we are super excited to have you here today. Now, Pat came through to me as a recommendation, and um, Pat and I hadn't met each other before this, but this is great for me because, A, I get to meet more exceptional people, and also we get to have even more people involved in this podcast series so before we get started, I've got one question for you. Something we ask everyone before we start is we have a campaign called hashtag Intbunt Word of the Day. And we ask um, those involved in this to tell us their favorite word so that we can spread it all over social media. So what is your favorite word and what does it mean? Love that question. So my favorite word is imagination. And for me, what that means uh, is really being able to envision possible possibilities that aren't real today. So it to me is kind of the foundation of creativity. And I just I just love that word. Uh, and I love the idea of the action of imagination and, and really um, how it brings to life things that that you just didn't know before. I think, frankly, uh, through this pandemic, I think imagination has been a key in terms of helping us get through, you know, imagining what it'll be like as we come out of the pandemic. Um, having the imagination of creative people who have really inspired us with new ways of delivering, you know, their different creative expression. I, I, I just think really imagination, it's an important word to me and it's my favorite word. It's like imagining what Christmas is going to be like when we're actually going to be able to be in the same room as family. And, you know, I don't know what's happening in, in the US on July the 4th, but, you know, that all that kind of imagining, you know, when things go back to some kind of normality and you can tap your friend on the shoulder or, you know, just touch a friend, <laughs> anything. I totally, I totally see that. I, I know the holidays this past year have been, extremely challenging and I am actually, you know, imagining what it's going to be like in the future. In fact, today I'm in California, Lou, I think you, you know that. Yep. And yesterday was the quote opening of our state. Uh, and it's been interesting because so many people, of course, are still tentative, myself included, but already we're starting to see the energy and the ability of people to imagine how it is now, how it is going forward. It's, it's just amazing. So agree. It's an excellent word, imagination, because it's boundless, isn't it? And it's also personal to yourself. So it's whatever you believe, or whatever you think in your own imagination. And I, it's an exceptionally good word, I have to say. Um, so, okay, first things first, let's find out a little bit more about you. So what's the best thing that you have discovered in this last very funny year that we have been in? So I, I would say that there's certainly a lot of um, 
adjustment that many have gone through in terms of working remote. <clears throat> for me, though, I've been working remote out of my home for 10 years, uh, although there's been travel along the way, uh, which has made it nice. I would say for me, the biggest discovery, uh, because again, I had been used to being, you know, working out of my home, has been taking time and slowing down, mm -hmm. um, really, you know, not experiencing the busyness, I, I call it busyness, you mm -hmm. know, that kind of that frantic um, way of working. I, I really have enjoyed the time of slowing down and I, I wanna keep that going. Uh, and so far so good. I, I've been able to continue to kind of take it more slowly uh, and, and not feel so rushed. Uh, and I, I just love that. I just love what I've discovered through the pandemic. So I think, and I think many of us talk about things we've learned about ourselves or, or about our way of working or, or, you know, what's changed. And for me, that's what's changed is, is I'm doing a better job of slowing down and uh, I plan to continue. Oh, love it. It's finding that. Well, it's interesting because I was talking to someone else about this the other day and it was um, it's balanced, but it depends how you weight something in a balance. But I think certainly this last, well, it's been over 12 months now, hasn't it? It's been quite a long time. Um, how much it's taught us about the value of spending quality time with people and doing things that actually really help your mental health. And I think certainly this pandemic has taught us and has allowed people to be more empathetic around mental health, which I think has been incredibly important because I think many of us have experienced mental health in a way that we never had before, but we are incredibly resilient, incredibly yeah. resilient. Yeah. So who inspires you? <laughs> so I would say so many people, um, <clears throat> and it's, it's mostly creative people, I think, you know, I'm inspired by people like Dr. Seuss, who, you know, through his creativity helped many children learn how to read. Mm. Um, I know he's somewhat dated, but I still find his work amazing. Um, I'm inspired by people like uh, people at Pixar who've created amazing films, like, you know, Toy Story and Shrek. Yeah. Um, I mean, it really all comes down to creative people. I, I can't really point to any one person. Yeah. I'm inspired by musicians. Um, good heavens, I, I, there's a very long list. Uh, and marketers, you know, I'm inspired by the marketers um, at a brand like always who created the campaign Like a Girl, um, which has really shined a light on the importance of self-esteem in young women. Um, I'm inspired by that as well. Um, so I just, I, you know, I think of all these amazing creative people who've made a difference in our world with their talents and, and that inspires me. And their imagination. Yes, exactly. It comes back to that, doesn't it? It does. It does. Yes. When you were young, what did you want to be? Uh, so I wanted to be a veterinarian. I, I, <laughs> and, uh, you know, like many children, um, I, you know, I loved animals. I, I still do love animals. But at that time, I, I wanted to be a veterinarian. I wanted to be, you know, a doctor for, for animals. Um, you know, I discovered uh, when, I, when I went to college and, you know, started dissecting rats and whatnot, I discovered, <laughs> I discovered that wasn't for me. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I did actually hang on to that idea uh, even into college. Um, and uh, that's what I wanted to be. Fantastic. I too wanted to be a vet, but like ah. you, when you get to a certain point and you realize sometimes what's involved with being a vet, like you know, putting animals to sleep and um, some other, you know, the operations and stuff, I was like, no, you're okay, thanks. <laughs> not, not for me. Um, so if you were to have dinner tonight with anybody in the world at any time, alive or dead, anybody that you want, and it can be as many or as little people as you want, who would it be? So uh, if you had asked me that question, and I had been asked the question, you know, seven years ago or so, I would say people like Charles Dickens or Dr. Seuss. But now today I would say it's my father. Uh, I lost him five years ago and I'd love more time with him. Yeah. So yeah, Absolutely. it would be my dad. I think that that's, that's certainly what this last year has taught us as we start not looking at like, so I was talking to someone earlier and they were saying about who inspires them as their mother because of her resilience and because of how hardworking she is. And I think I remember seeing um, on Facebook a couple of years ago, there was a video and they asked people, who would you want to have dinner with tonight? And people were saying, you know, lots of different types of people. And then they would ask the children, who would you like to have dinner with tonight? And their parents would watch and they'd go, oh, mummy and daddy. And it's funny because then you suddenly think, oh, yeah, of course, you know, why would I not look at my family? I think so. It's like when you have that phrase, go big or go home. That's what you do in your head. You just go on. Oh, I'm, I'm going to go there. But it's that sentimental side, isn't it? It's actually thinking it would be incredibly it would mean more to me than anything to spend that little bit more time with that loved one that I no longer have. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's and speaking, a bit sad. <laughs> it is a bit sad. And, and speaking of that, my mother, who is, gosh, she's 87. She, um, she's been doing an amazing, amazing job through this pandemic, I have to say, yeah. um, you know, all by herself. Uh, she's not in an assisted living or anything. She's in her own condo. She's been doing, she's, she inspires me uh, yeah. with how she's hanging in there. <laughs> so I am, I'm fortunate that I still have my mom. Yeah. And, you know, we all hate to admit it, Pat, but we tend to find as we grow up that our mothers were probably right about 95%. Of <laughs> so true. <laughs> <laughs> we don't like to admit it, but we're like, oh, that, that, that person that they said, don't go for that person. And we do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Oh, yeah, they do. <laughs> so um, tell me about your career and how you got to where you are today. Okay, so that's been, um, it's been a, an amazing journey. I, I tell everyone who's considering a career in marketing that, you know, just get ready for a lot of great experiences. And um, I, to me, that's what it's been. Uh, in, so how did I end up in marketing? So I was one of these uh, confused kids who loves both the art, you know, art, I love drawing, painting, you know, all the creative things. And then also science. I, I also enjoyed math in science and biology. And, you know, it was just, I was very confused going through college. What do I want to be? And I, I really, I think why I landed in marketing is because in my mind, it does bring both of those things together. So 
you know, the ability to have you to express your creativity, use your creative talents, and then also to have those analytical skills and the ability to understand data and research, consumer behavior, which I find super fascinating. Uh, so to me, that's the science of marketing, and it really brings both together. I started out as a copywriter um, for a Ooh. small advertising agency, and then moved into agencies, uh, worked in agencies for, gosh, I guess, 12 years or so. Um, and that's where I really learned the brand strategy piece, um, marketing strategy and planning, and had a, had a great experience. And then after, after my agency time, I started to think, or during my agency time, I started to really want to be closer to the strategy. Strategic, the strategic piece of marketing is definitely my passion. And I felt on the agency side, you're, you're a little bit at arm's length from the strategy. So I really then said, I want to get into an organizational role. And from there, um, I, I was in healthcare. I've worked in so many different industries, which has been wonderful. Uh, I worked in healthcare. I worked in higher education, financial services, food and beverage, uh, just a lot of different uh, organizations. And then now today, um, I'm consulting on my own. I have my own yep. consultancy, and I'm able to take all of that experience I've, I've developed and, and learned, a lot of learning over the years, uh, through my agency experience and my organizational roles to really help organizations that, you know, frankly, might not want to spend, you know, $400 an hour <laughs> on a consultancy. So I, where I come in is I have the experience to deliver uh, really great marketing thinking uh, for a lower price. And I think that ultimately, I love helping organizations uh, grow and develop. I love launching new products, new brands. Uh, most recently, I helped um, a K through 12 online tutoring company, which by the way, that business is just booming. The online tutoring business Fantastic. is booming. Yeah. And uh, I helped launch a new brand for them. And it was just so much fun to be able to help this smaller organization with, with my experience and really bring, bring to market a really exciting new brand. So, so I'm loving that. I, I love what I do. I love marketing. And um, I think I, I, I landed here for a reason and, and really ended up being the best place for me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it's funny because when I was growing up through my career, I was like, oh no, I love being client side. I don't want to go agency side or consultancy side. And now being on this side, I love it. And I think like the positions that we can have now that, that you and I get involved with, going into organizations and helping to inform and drive strategy is so incredibly important. And also being able to take in external expertise that we've learned from other organizations to enrich what they're doing and to open up more of a conversation and help with shared learning is is phenomenal and I absolutely love it now because I know that my clients or our clients even get the best out of that situation and it may not be the fact that you're not charging $400 an hour but it doesn't mean that that service that is charging that amount of money is any better value than you are so just because you're at a different rate that's because you have a different um, you have a different proposition which is that so, your smaller, more niche, dedicated service. It's so I, bigger ones I really that do want to, to highlight something there. I think you raised a really great point about 
bringing to bear the, the depth or breadth of experience. And for me, the great reward is the feedback from the CEO of, of the, for example, this most recent project uh, in launching a new K through 12 brand. She's just been so effusive about how much she's learned, how much her team has learned, uh, the things that I was able to share with them because of my experience, that to me is a huge reward. I just find so much satisfaction in that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the great thing is, is that when we work in marketing, because of how our industry is and because of the way that we can measure what we're doing, it's fantastic that we can actually see the impact of what we're doing so easily with such transparency and that does bring you a huge sense of joy because when you know that you've done something, you've resonated with someone and you've touched someone, someone's heart in some way or they've, they've done their call to action, you're like, you know, I can do this. And with marketing, no wonder you've worked in so many industries because the skills are so transferable. So why not? Yep. Okay. Um, so what have you been, so you, you may have already said this, but what have you been most proud of in your career? So, you know, I, I think back on all the different amazing organizations I've been able to work with and the brands that I've been able to help launch or reposition or new programs that I've created. I'm, I'm really proud of all of that. But I would say what I'm most proud of is what I've done in terms of helping other marketers, younger marketers learn. And, you know, really having them say to me, Pat, I've learned so much from you, um, helping coach and mentor. Uh, I, I, that to me is the greatest satisfaction. I had um, actually a colleague from my most recent full-time job before I started my consulting um, call me, what was it, a few weeks ago, just to, to, she was so, you could just hear the excitement in her voice, a member of my team, uh, talking about how excited she was about her, her new job that she just, she just got a new job. And she basically said, Pat, if it weren't for you, I never, ever would have even qualified. Mm -hmm. I learned so much from you. So it just made me so happy to hear that. Yeah, that's so lovely. That is so lovely. And the positive impact that you can have on those people, but still continually how you coaching them and being their manager, how that still has such an important impact on them now and is getting them to be, you know, you're part of that adventure of them getting to be where they are now. Um, so now this is an interesting one to ask a consultant because I'm not sure what I would say about this. <laughs> what is your ultimate career goal? I mean, you could I, be there. I actually, I would say I, I really feel I'm there. I, I love what I'm doing now. I, I plan to continue doing this. And um, I'm excited about, you know, working with new clients and uh, continuing to build my consultancy business. So I'm just, I, I'm really feeling like I'm where I want to be right now. That, that's, that's quite something that is quite amazing, isn't it? Because many people would be like, oh, I want to be like, you know, CEO, running a company and you're like, eh, I'm there. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> exactly it's a so, nice feeling I agree <laughs> it, is. it is it's a wonderful place to be because I think I'm there uh, too actually now you say that I'm like yeah well, well, well how bigger can I get than CEO of a company my company uh who do I answer to <laughs> um so if you weren't doing 
what you're doing now, if you weren't doing your consultancy now and money was no object at all, what would you be? <laughs> so I would, I would really focus on art in some way. I mean, I, I find time to, you know, draw and paint now, but I would, I would do it all the time. Um, I also love photography, which to me is another form of art. Um, so focus more on that. Uh, and I think, you know, when I decide to sign down from my consultancy, those are the kinds of things that I'm going to really focus on in my life. So do you do art now? Do you? I do. I, I, <laughs> I, I would say I'm better at the drawing side, you know, just yeah. sketching. Uh, I'm trying to become a better painter um, and learning the medium of painting. And I do, I do quite a bit of photography now, um, just, you know, as part of my life. Um, but I haven't uh, focused on developing there. But I, I, I think I'm pretty good. I've got a good eye with photography as well. So I, I think I have some talent. I, I think it frankly, you know, came from my dad. My dad was um, a very good artist, drawer, kind of ran in his family. Uh, so I think I think I picked that up from him. <laughs> so, so I'm very fortunate. And my daughter, by the way, uh, is also a talented drawer. She, she draws well. She uh, paints. She, she's an artist as well. Oh, that's fantastic. So your father is forever going to live on, isn't he? Through all that yes. artwork. Yep. Yep. Wow. So um, now, sometimes I ask this question and people say to me, well, I don't read professional books. I read blogs or articles or things. And some people go, yeah, look at my, let me look behind you. You've got a load of shelves right now. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. your books could be in there. So are there any um, three professional books, say, for example, if you want more or less, you can, um, that you would say are a must read and why? So the first one that I always suggest um, is Start With Why by Simon Sinek. And I know many people really love that book and follow it. And I think for marketers, it's, it's important because it, and I've used the principles of, of Simon's principles from that book many times in my, in my marketing roles. Yeah. Um, you know, it's really the heart of, of what your organization is about, the meaning. Uh, and I think ultimately that's what marketing is about is really bringing, a, bringing to life. What, what is your mission in your organization and your why? which ultimately is your difference. So I, I, I always recommend that book, <laughs> number one. Yeah. Um, if you're leading a team, uh, which we often are these days, I, I recommend uh, the five dysfunctions of a team. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not going to get, I'm not sure I can, Patrick Lencioni is his name. Uh, I actually have the book here. Um, I think, you know, that book, I, I, I read it at a time when it was just perfect for me, I had a, I had a team that was pretty dysfunctional. In fact, the book could have been based on my team. <laughs> and so I, I was able to really uh, learn from that book and, and help uh, kind of lead, lead this dysfunctional team um, to a better place. So I, if you're having challenges with leading a team, I highly recommend that book. Uh, and then last but not least, and I, I Seth Godin, I read quite a bit of Seth, um, but I really think one of his more recent books called This Is Marketing. Um, I, I, you know, I recommend that for marketing professionals. Good, Very inspiring. I, I don't know if you've read it, Lou, but I, it's- I listened cool. to it on Audible in the car when I was in the car for seven hours. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just really love, you know, what he talks about there in terms of 
Uh, and, and we know Seth, he's, he's kind of the father of permission-based marketing. He's really mm-hmm. been um, a, a marketing guru in terms of his thinking. Um, but I would say, you know, one of the things he talks about is how great marketers don't use consumers to solve company problems, but rather they, they, solve, they use marketing to solve people's problems. Yeah. So I think that's true. I think great marketing really does help solve problems. Yeah. Uh, and, and I actually believe marketing can change the world. So um, I, I just love what he talks about. I think he, he gives a fresh perspective to some of the principles of marketing and, and really talks about how it's not being the loudest. You know, that's not what marketing's about. Uh, it's really about helping people solve problems. So I just... Yeah. I just he was at um, he was at Adworld recently, and um, and in part of what he was talking about, he was talking about the funnel because, like for example, HubSpot, they they turn the funnel into the flywheel, and they say yeah. you know the, the funnel is still has a place, but actually the funnel is now part of a flywheel. And for those that um, don't know so much about funnels and flywheels, I'll include a link in the description. And um, it'll, we've got like a, a, a webinar masterclass that we did on it. Um, but he was saying, actually, with what you can do with funnels is flip them on their sides and, and treat them like a, what do you call that thing? Megaphone? That megaphone? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, so treat them like a megaphone to amplify your message out um, rather than the way that it's intended to, you know, just funnel down, which I thought was a really interesting way of flipping it. And he is very interesting. Simon Sinek, love, love the golden circle approach. And if there's any marketer out there who's listening, watching, reading this, they absolutely, and I'll include a link um, from when we were talking about it, um, to the golden circle approach, that really it's so important. Start with the why. Why is it important? What's the pain point about it that you're specifically addressing how is it important? And then finish with the what, which is usually the, the product or service as the answer. And it's so incredibly important. And especially as organizations change their tone of voices now, which is happening so much. Now I'm not a great lover because I'm a because I'm a, a an Android user and not a um, Apple user, but I really, really admire Apple's messaging and how they will use that golden circle approach and a lot of organizations are looking at how can we address the pain points first and then um, use that in our messaging to really resonate and so yeah you're I can I can absolutely um, understand and appreciate why you say marketing can change the world because yeah it absolutely can (laughs) I agree (laughs) um so if you could travel back, oh no, actually, if what is your most favorite book or podcast or blog and why? Okay, so that's another great question. I read a lot of, of blogs and content. Um, I would say my favorite uh, consistently, uh, and I don't even know the name of it actually, but um, Ariana Huffington um, has a sort of a content hub. I think it's called Thrive, um, or maybe it's even her business name as well. But yeah. she brings to life a lot of leadership principles, um, a lot of principles around health and wellness. Um, I just I just find a lot of 
her writing to be very, very relevant. Uh, and I love, I, you know, I follow a lot of the content on Huffington Post as well. Um, you know, I love people like Richard Branson. Um, one of my favorite posts that he had, uh, gosh, it was years ago now, but it just, it just made me laugh, but it was also so true. He said some of his best ideas come when he's sitting in a hammock. <laughs> I went, yes. Well, yeah, when you have your own island. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to read further. You know, he's just, I think he's just a magical leader. I, yeah. I would really say that about him. Um, and then I like people like, um, and I maybe a lesser known name, but Josh Linkner, um, who happens to be out of uh, the same town that I was from, Detroit, Michigan, uh, is a kind of an innovation. He writes a lot about innovation and entrepreneurialism and creativity, et cetera. So he's, he's pretty inspiring and I enjoy his writing as well. Um, so those are just a few that come to, come to mind right off the top of my Excellent. head. Now, I just got myself a little bit distracted there because I was like, oh, I see. I was like, oh, this has gone off behind me. Um, but it'll come back on now. But I could see this handprint, right? And of course, it's my cursor. And I thought there was a white handprint. I'm like, oh no, what's going on behind me? Yeah, Richard Branson is, is an incredibly innovative and interesting um, entrepreneur and um, very interesting how he began in his life. And I think it's really interesting to see how his businesses have evolved and developed and, and even had their own financial difficulties in the pandemic and you know, what you wouldn't expect to see from such a large, huge um, organization, but as well as Virgin, how it's, how as a brand, it has um, diversified and the um, brand proposition that they've been looking at in terms of when they diversify, so you've got Virgin Atlantic, um, which is dealing on the, you know, the aircraft side. And then you've got, um, I've forgotten what it's called, but it's like, like Virgin Holidays, and then there's the Virgin um, where you can buy different experiences and stuff. So incredible to see someone start a certain way and how much that has evolved, but how the brand has evolved and how that's changed and how they've kept that consistent brand voice and the brand name with the Virgin in, but then how, yeah, that's gone along the way. He is a yeah. very, very interesting chap. It is a very interesting, I agree. Um, so if you were, or if you could travel back in a time machine, and if you could give any advice to your early career self, what would it be? Um, I would tell me to chill out. I, uh, I took things much too seriously in my younger days. Um, I finally learned over time, you know, it's, it's, it's not that serious. I mean, honestly, um, and there's been so many ex amazing experiences that I've had in my life that I, I'm now realizing to savor it, savor it more and, and just don't take things so seriously. Enjoy, yeah. enjoy the moment in the moment. Um, and, you know, just enjoy those experiences. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's interesting that you say that because sometimes when I ask that question, I found that most people have said um, confidence. Um, so you're, it's quite refreshing to hear someone else say or someone say something different um, because uh, it feels to me like a lot of people have really struggled with confidence early in their career, whereas you're a bit more like, chill out, it's okay. And um, <laughs> well, 
I will tell you one of the things I remember earlier in my career also, I, I was fortunate to have a lot of opportunities for development and learning um, throughout my career. Yeah. And I pretty early on attended a communication skills program um, to help with presentation skills, et cetera. Yeah. And part of that was videotaping, you know, and again, it was early in my career. And mm -hmm. I remember when I saw myself on video, I thought, my gosh, even though I was so nervous inside. What a gorgeous looking woman I am. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you would never know that I was nervous. And I, I think that was really a turning point for me where I really realized, you know, confidence comes from within. And I, I started to realize what people were seeing on the outside is a very confident young woman. Yes. And I realized, you know what? I'm good with that. <laughs> I'm good with that. Oh, yeah, because it's funny, isn't it? Because internally, when you've got all these different things going on, you're thinking, oh, my gosh, someone can tell. But actually, most of the time, people can't tell. And people don't really have an idea what's going on in our heads half the time. We don't even have an idea what's going on in our heads half the time. But some things you could be thinking the most random thoughts, but no one can hear you. And that's, of course, they're telepathic, but no one can really hear what's going on. So you're absolutely right. And I think that's probably a really good um, hint for people is to go on those kind of communications training, especially early on to help to build your confidence. And um, and there are certain things that you can do. Like people will say to me, like, how can you do these videos? What do you, you know, what, what is it you're doing so that you come across so naturally sometimes, like when I just do when it's just me? And I'm like, well, you know, teleprompters are a wonderful thing. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like oh right I'm like yeah you just get the little app and you pop it up near the camera on your phone and uh, and you read and you can't see the eye movement and they're like that's how you do it so well I'm like yes that's how I do it so well and in internally inside I'm like oh my god don't don't cough don't do you know stupid things so but like you said no one knows we're all human at the end of the day um so what is the best piece of advice that you have ever been given Mm hmm. So another really great question. So, oh, gosh. So years and years ago, probably 15 years ago, um, I was at a conference uh, and we broke into small groups and we actually had an exercise where each of us put in a hat. Yeah. The best advice we'd ever been given. <laughs> so we put it in a hat. It was a really cool exercise. And then we pass the hat around. And if it was your advice, you put it back in. Like if you drew from the hat and it was your piece of advice, put it back in. Well, I drew this piece of advice. And to this very day, I think it's the best advice I've ever been given, but it was totally by accident through a random hat drawing uh, event. And uh, basically it's, it's helped me through many things, uh, including this past year of pandemic, year and a half almost. And it's really very simple. It's breathe deeply. Perfect. Mm. Breathe deeply. So just stop, take a minute, breathe deeply. It's going to be okay. Uh, and to me, that's, that's just great advice. Breathing is an incredibly powerful thing when you look at mindfulness. And it's something that we're doing constantly all the time. And we don't really realize how incredibly important breathing is um it's it yeah it very much is and absolutely i can see how that would resonate you just got to take that big because it calms everything down 
and it just gives your body more oxygen. You're giving your body that fuel that it needs to just, it's like when we started this and I went, Um, so what's your number one tip for anybody working in marketing right now? Uh, so I, I, I think it's really important to keep learning. Um, and, and it's, it's amazing. It's an amazing thing about marketing. Things are, you know, the world is always evolving. Our work is evolving, the channels, the mediums. And uh, I say, you know, just keep learning, keep, you know, and now we're looking at, you know, integrating, it's happening, right? Integrating artificial intelligence, augmented reality, uh, all these different ways of expressing the brand, connecting your brand. I just think it's very important for any marketer to just keep learning and, and keep, keep on top of your game. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, what do you miss the most since we have been in this COVID-19 pandemic, whatever situation we're all in like you said for you yesterday things have opened up in your state of California yeah so I I you know I've always enjoyed travel I had no idea how much I would miss it I really miss traveling um and to me it's been so hard not to be able to do that um I'm excited to report that we are (laughs) we have a trip planned for July um we're heading back to Michigan, actually, to, to see family and friends. Um, and I'm excited about that. And, and we're planning trips for shortly thereafter as well. So I'm excited to get back to, to traveling again, um, both for business and pleasure. Um, I'm surprised to say I miss business travel because it can be a bit of a, a grind, but I really miss it. I really miss it. Yeah, me too. Uh, and, and we're hoping to, uh, our big trip that we have, uh, on the horizon here, my husband and I is uh, New Zealand. So we're hoping to pull off a trip to New Zealand um, as our next big trip. So very much looking forward to that. Assuming everything goes okay with this pandemic, that's, you know, you just do not know. Um, I'm optimistic. I'm I'm seeing the possibilities. I'm I'm using my imagination (laughs) to really think forward and excited to get back to traveling again. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know that from where we are when we're talking doing this session now that New Zealand opened up to and Australia opened up to each other um, and I'm desperate to get over there because my best friend lives there and I haven't seen her for, for years and you know oh. I miss her terribly so yeah that's um that'll be quite something when we can do those kind of big holidays again um so um is there anything that you want to ask me I do. I, I'm really curious. Uh, you, you're creating this amazing podcast, and I'm just curious, what's your favorite blog or podcast? I'd love to hear what that is. So I don't get a lot of time to read blogs, unfortunately, and I do come across some that I love and I need desperately to dedicate time. And some of them are industry ones, but actually, um, sometimes I just want to take a step away out of the industry and I just want something to spark some, like we talked about creativity and imagination and just take me out of my workspace for a moment. And um, there's a couple of um, like podcasts that I've really enjoyed um, listening to. And um, so in terms of like a blog, I quite like Simon Sinek's um, stuff. 
because I get an alert from him, which is like thought to inspire a day, which is usually literally like a sentence. And it's, it's usually pretty good. It's usually pretty inspirational. Um, but there's this podcast series by these two comedians in the UK called French and Saunders, um, Jennifer Saunders and Dawn French. And if you've ever seen um, the, uh, the series Absolutely Fabulous, Mm -hmm. um that was one of them was in that and dawn french had done a, many things um in the uk like vicar of dibley and things like that but they are a duo and that's how they started out and they've obviously done their own things and projects but they have this podcast called titting about oh. and yeah and <laughs> <It sounds> fun. <laughs> yeah it is and it's hilarious and they're just talking about you know growing up and, and being together and you know women of a certain age and things like that and, and it's laugh out loud hilarious and sometimes you just need someone to just break the pattern of whatever you're in and disrupt things a little bit and just laugh and uh and yeah, so that for me, titting about. <laughs> I, love that. I definitely want to check that out. Thank yeah, you, you can get it on Audible. Okay. It's Audible, so definitely. I will, I will check oh. that out for sure. Pat, I want to say thank you so, so much for taking the time to join us today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Now, anything that we have talked about, we include the links in the description. And so everyone can click through to that, including any resources that you've talked about, like books and podcasts and blogs. Um, but it has been absolutely brilliant. And one of the best things about doing this, like I mentioned at the beginning, is because um, people have been recommended to me to join in in this podcast series, I've got to meet you. And we like kindred spirits in a way, especially when we talk about how we feel about wanting to, the vision of um, improving marketeers and shared learning experience. And, um, and I really hope that you and I do some work together on that. And I'm sure that we will because um, there's so much that we can do and to really present and show how valuable marketing and marketeers really are in an organization and throughout everything that we do, because as, um, as a, sector we are often under appreciated because quite frankly no one really understands what we do <laughs> <laughs> that is so true Lou I, I found so many times in my roles in organizations it's really not doing marketing but helping people understand what marketing is exactly. <laughs> but I agree with you I think we are kin kindred spirits I absolutely feel the same way would love to collaborate with you on on initiatives to help kind of spread the word and share the learning um, about how marketing really can change the world. <laughs> Absolutely. From this side of the pond to your side of the pond <laughs> and beyond. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Thank you, Pat, so much. It has been an absolute pleasure. Same here, Lou. Thank you.